I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Guys, I am heading out at almost 9 p.m. tonight on my first salt run. And my salt runs consist of one parking lot. (laughs) So it's not bad. I don't mind it too much other than... The, the worst part about it is that I use bag salt, and the worst part about it is that I only have to put down one to two bags. That's the worst part. So I got to drive like 20 minutes to put down one to two bags. That's the worst part. I don't like thinking about it, but it is what it is. It's what I agreed to. Uh, when I signed up with this contract, when I, when I accepted this contract... Um, I was doing another parking lot that was just up the road and I had a salter, a tailgate salter for that one because it was a bigger lot and it took, often took like six bags of salt to complete the whole thing. And so I was, when I took this one on, I was planning on having that one, but the same year that I took this lot on, this doctor's office, That one, the other one, the building sold, and they went with a different company. You know, one of the major big companies in the area that has everything included, like snow removal, um, lawn care, fertilizing, the whole nine yards. So they they went with a big property management company. And so that, that just is what it is. I, you know, obviously... What they can offer is more than what I can offer. And I'm totally okay with that. Um, They had a huge lawn. And I really did not enjoy mowing it in the summer. And I did enjoy plowing in the winter. But, you know, and it was good money. It was good money plowing that lot. But it was a lot of time. It was time consuming. And just you know, it it is what it is. In this business, you have to kind of roll with the punches a little bit. And that is what I chose to do with this one. So I, I uh, lost that one, but I still had this doctor's office. And so that's why I'm stuck with just driving 20 minutes to put down two bags of salt. And, you know, I've just accepted that that's the way it's going to be. And I'm okay with it because... I know that I'm still making money. I'm making good money. Um, You know, I charge about $30 a bag applied. So for me, putting down salt is very profitable. So if I could get another parking lot where I could use my tailgate salter again, I would love to do that because I put down, it's $30 a bag applied. Now, this lot is so small that... I just put it down, I put the salt down with a push spreader and, excuse me, and it works out great. Um, It's just, it's, 
it doesn't take long. It takes maybe 10 to 15 minutes to put down two bags um, because you have to you have to figure in that you're you're push spreading and my spreader is a seed spreader. It is not a salt spreader. So I use an echo spreader called the RBG 60 and the RBG or the RG or whatever. I don't know what it's called, but it, it's a 60 and um, it holds 50 pounds. I don't ever or, or it holds more than that, but I only put one bag of salt in it at a time because it's harder to push if you do more than that. And um, it spreads the salt, but it does spread it slower. Um, it's not as fast. So I just went with this because it's what I know. I've had, this is my second one of these salt spreaders. I know it, it works well. In fact, I had Echo sent me one of their RB... Uh, or RBW or something, a winter salt spreader, um, RB100 or something like that, and 100W, I think, for winter. And it's an expensive spreader, and that thing did not work well at all. It pushed super hard. It, it spread the salt okay, but it pushed so hard. And so I would still only be able to put one bag of salt in it. And that thing corroded so badly, uh, even though it was stainless steel, it corroded so badly that it just stopped working. The gearbox on it just seized up. I couldn't get it to work anymore. And so I put it out to the trash because it would not work anymore. And I was just tired of dealing with it. This, R, this RB60, it pushes way easier, spreads the salt just as good, not quite as good, but almost as good, and it it's just faster because it pushes so much easier, and it's cheap. It's like, I mean, it's probably a $120 spreader now. It used to be, when it first came out, it was a $100 spreader, and um, Echo sent me my first one, and then I bought this one, and it's just a phenomenal spreader. In my opinion, there are other guys that don't like it, and I get that. I understand that. Um, you do have to be careful with it. It will, it will lock up on you. Um, not the not the wheels or the the gearbox, but the the handle. It's it's cable connected to the to the opener, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what it's called uh, to let the seed or the salt drop through. And so you have to keep that thing clear. So when I prepared the salter for spreading salt this winter, I forgot to unload to like wash it out really good last year, at the end of last year. And so it still had salt in it and it was kind of, it was froze up. Like I couldn't get it to move. But one thing I did not do is I didn't keep reefing on the handle and the Y on the cable to get it to open. What I did because salt disintegrates with water. I just soaked the thing in water. I cleaned it all out really good. I sprayed the water on it and went underneath and sprayed that out. And I just soaked the thing. And lo and behold, wouldn't you know, it just opened right up and it works just fabulously. Now, one thing that I did last year is I use this stuff for rust on the underneath my truck called CRC. It's like a marine product or something, um, but it's rust inhibitor. It works really well in my opinion. And so what I did is I sprayed that on 
the whole the whole spreader, um, not the plastic, but all the metal parts. I sprayed that all over it, and um, that protected it from the rust for the most part. It got a little rusty because this one is cheaply made, so it's out of metal, and it's not powder coated. I don't think it's something else, and it's fine. It still held up well to the salt. It didn't get used a whole lot for salt last year, so I'm not. I wasn't too worried about it, but um, it held up fine, and it it looks great this year. Now, yeah, it's a little rusty, but not too bad. But I sprayed that cable and the spring that connects to the handle, I sprayed that with the CRC, and it looks great. The spring looks great. The cable looks great. Um, when it's not in, when the spreader's not in use, I store it in the garage, so it, it's out of the weather. It's looking great. So I'm expecting to get another year out of it. You can't ask for anything more out of a $120 spread, spreader. Um, it's just... It's been phenomenal for me, what I need it for. It's made me a lot of money um, over the last year. So, because uh, I, I spread quite a bit of salt, um, especially for this doctor's office. You know, even though it's only two bags at a time, that's $60 a pop. After two spreads, you've already, the spreader's already paid for itself. So, you have to keep that in mind. So, that's what I like. I wish it had all around um, deflector shields so that you could direct the salt a little better but it only has a deflector on one side so at, because it's a seed spreader so I get that I understand it and I just I work with it so guys that's what I'm doing right now it has been a crazy week I know I have not put out many episodes um, at all this last week. It's just felt really busy to me. I've been working on cleanups and then I decided this year that I did want to jump back into deer hunting. So I grabbed, you know, some gear for that and have spent some time out in the blind, but, uh, really only spent two days so far out in the blind. Um, just trying to see what I could see and I haven't seen any deer none so i think i gotta find a new spot but um i've got i've got permission to hunt on the land that i'm on now and then a cousin of mine um she's got like 10 acres of woods and so i'm gonna probably head out there probably tomorrow or the next day depending on the weather and um give that a shot so that's that's been consuming some of my time some of my thoughts um and honestly between deer hunting and finishing up the cleanups and folk trying to finish up the the regular season here with some gutter cleaning that i have to do um which the weather right now is not great for um it's just been a whirlwind last two weeks uh, my family we had a family get together over last weekend um, we got an airbnb in northern indiana kind of over by lake michigan and we just spent some time uh, there for the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And so that took up a lot of time as well. And it's, it was, it's just been busy. It's been busy. I know all of us are busy right now trying to, if we're not in the transition mode like I am, thankfully, I got most of my leaf cleanups done. Um, I will still have a chance to work on leaf cleanups, I'm pretty sure, um, over the next week or two. But 
uh, right now it's just kind of in that weird transition where I've got everything out of the truck right now for snow. I've got the plow on, but at the same time, at the drop of a hat, I'm going to be putting everything back in the truck. We're going to be going out and doing more leaf cleanups and things like that. So it's it's a crazy time right now uh, for for lawn care businesses, at least in Michigan, because our weather can be so unpredictable this time of year. Because, I mean, right now we're getting snow, and then, you know, later this week, we're going to get up into the mid-40s. And you just have to deal with it. I know a lot of you guys listening to this have to deal with that same stuff. And it, you just roll with the punches this time of year. And sometimes that's really hard for me to do. Um, just with ADHD and things like that that I have, it's hard for me to roll with the punches. And I'm working on that. And that's why I threw deer hunting in this year as well. I wasn't going to, to do it. But you know what? I've just been thinking more and more like, you know what? I, I can do deer hunting. I just have to take the time to do it and to allot myself the time to do it. Now, I did miss opening day. In fact, I missed opening week. But I'm still, I'm still going to go out there. I'm still going to try to, to nail a deer or two. Um, I do hunt with a muzzle loader, so I can hunt... Uh, this season, uh, shotgun season, or what I call shotgun season, regular deer season. And then at following this, we have a uh, muzzleloader season. And then following that in late December, we have a extra doe season. And so I've got quite a few opportunities to get out there and try to get a deer or two and put some meat in the freezer. Um, we do have a full cow. Well, not a full cow anymore. We purchased a full cow, um, gosh, back early summer. So we've had a full cow in the freezer for a while. So we're set on meat. But it would still be nice to put some more venison in the freezer and get that to where to where we want it, you know. I like venison. Um, the wife and the kids, they don't care for it too much. They'll mix it with beef. So... You know, and I'm fine with that too. But it's a really good, healthy meat for you to eat. And so I decided, you know what? I probably, you know, I can make time for this. I can make time to go out and hunt some deer. And so that's just what I've I've done. So that's where I've been at, guys. I've just been super, super busy. Um, just even if it hasn't been physically busy, just in my mind, super busy. I've had to, you know. Last minute, get snow contracts around, get all that stuff done. And, you know, some of you guys know how it is. You get those laggard customers who are last minute and they they want snow or whatever. And so you're rushing around trying to get that in. It's just, it's, it's a huge racket. And it just is what it is. You have to roll, like I said, you have to roll with the punches and take it as it comes so guys i am at the doctor's office i'm gonna pull in here um, and everything is melted right now on the parking lot but the temperature is supposed to drop uh, early morning and so i want to throw some salt down just so that it is so that i know for sure 
that it's going to stay melted uh, because it is a doctor's office and I want it to be nice and dry, uh, not slick for them. So I am going to spread the salt and then I will get back on and talk a little bit more. All right, guys, back in the saddle here. I am ready to head back to the house. Um, it did not take very long at all to spread that. In fact, I only had to put one bag down. Uh, it's, I don't think it's going to be bad. The temp right now is 34 degrees, but it's supposed to drop just a little um, into the freezing range tonight and into the morning. So I wanted to get out here and get it spread so that I could get a good night's sleep tonight. Um, if I have to come back out in the morning, I can do that. But, um, you know, it is what it is. I wish that I could have spread two bags, but I don't like to spread more salt than I absolutely have to. And they appreciate that uh, because they are, they're a small, you know, independently owned doctor's office and they, they like to save money just like everywhere else. Everything is expensive. My prices went up this year. Uh, my snow plowing prices went up by 20% this year. Salt prices are up, so my prices are up. And <clears throat> just everything, everything in life is costing more. Um, you know, I keep looking at my numbers and I'm just in shock at how little money I'm expecting to make this year even after raising my prices 20% this year. It's quite ridiculous. Um, it just really is. And you just have to keep an eye on those numbers. And you have to try to cut costs wherever you can. I know it's not easy I, because I'm, I'm living it. You know, I know it's not easy. But you have to try. You have to try to cut costs wherever you can. Uh, and you have to raise prices to compensate. You have to. Um, it's just me. It's just me that I'm paying. I mean, I do pay Marcus a little bit. Um, he's kind of paid under the table um, through me. So the government still gets their money. Don't worry. They still get their money because I pay him out of my paycheck. Uh, so I, it just looks like I got paid that amount of money. So um, the government still gets their money. I know it's still not the proper way to do it, but this is the way my tax preparer suggested that I do it. If I'm not going to pay him as an employee and pay him, you know, whatever it is that you can pay your kids, like $12,500 a year, I think is the maximum that you can pay and get a tax benefit from that. Uh, I'm not going to pay my son that much money. Um, I don't have that much money to pay him. Uh, if I did, I would, maybe. Uh, but I want him to work for that money. I don't just want to throw that money at him and put it in an account. You know, yeah, some parents would do that, I know. Um, and that's fine, you can do that. I want my kids to work for what they have because I don't want them to go through life having a handout. Um, you know, am I going to pay for my kids' college? No, I'm not. 
they can work to get a scholarship they can work to get different things like that if they want to go to college and they can they can have a job i think it is important for kids to work while they're in college I think it teaches responsibility. I think it teaches them how to be resourceful. And it's exactly what I had to do. I went to college as an adult, like a married adult. So for me, I went to like a a night school. I worked full time, 50 hours a week. Plus I went to class four hours a week. And this was like intense class, like So the way the school was set up, you did one class, one subject for five weeks and each class was four hours long. So you had five classes, sometimes six, but usually five classes for four hours a class. And then you would be through that subject. And it was arduous. Um, It was an intense program. The program lasted for two and a half years. By the time I got my associate's degree, I was burned out because I was working 50 to 60 hours a week in retail and going to school, what I would consider full time, what most people would consider full time. And so it was tough, but I did it. I had to be resourceful with my time. I had to do homework on my lunch break. I had to I just had to do whatever I had to do to get the the stuff done. And that's what I want my kids to learn. I think kids today are not nearly as resourceful as they should be because their parents have just made it so easy for them. These kids' parents, their parents don't want their kids to go through the same thing that they went through. But I'm telling you, there is a saying, and it is so true, hard times make, what is it? Hard times make good people, and good people make soft times, and soft times make, I forget the saying now. You guys know what I'm saying. I'm sure you've heard it, Um, and it's so true. And right now, this generation of kids coming up, going into college, they're soft. And they need to be resourceful. They need to learn how to fend for themselves, make decisions, financial decisions on their own. So many parents have not had their kid go out and get a job in high school. And so these kids, they go to college and they don't have any idea how to work. They have no idea how to work. And so their, their parents, they did this. They, their parents went out and got a job at 14. You know, they wanted their independence. We didn't, when we were growing up, we didn't have these cell phones or computers. We didn't have the internet. So we were bored. We needed something to do. We, let's go make money. And I'm telling you what, I paid for my first car in cash when I was like 18 years old. And maybe even younger than that. I think it was younger than that. Uh, And it was great. I wrecked that car. I went out and I bought another car in cash. By the time I was 18 or 19 years old. It's ridiculous. What you can accomplish when you put your mind to it. And 
these kids, their parents just have not had them. They want their parents want them to have an easy life. I don't want my kids to have an easy life because an easy life creates soft people and soft people create hard times and hard times create good people and good people create soft times and it's a cycle and right now our country in a is in a soft it, it it's in a soft phase and we're going into hard times and none of us not a one of us really knows what hard times is and i think we're heading into a phase of hard times and it's it's going to require really hard people people that know how to be resourceful and some of that's coming back we, you know we see we see this boom in in homesteading or semi homesteading or whatever a turn back to you know farming and gardening and things like that and that's all good i i encourage that but there's a lot of people that aren't going that route either there's a lot of people that are just they're in this soft mode where every night after work i'm going to go home and sit on my butt and watch netflix instead of maybe getting another part-time job and making a little extra income to squirrel that away for for a rainy day and we're we just don't have that today there are some people that that are but there's a lot that aren't and there's a lot that are just they're they're complaining they're complainers well i can't i'm not making enough money on a 15 dollar minimum wage job i'm not making enough money to live i can't do this i can't do that figure it out there are way you can figure it out it it's not that hard when you put your mind to it when you turn off the tv when you get off the internet and you just put your mind to it you can figure a lot of things out and you can become very resourceful and so i i just think that's where i want my kids to be i want my kids to be resourceful and so no i'm not going to pay for them to go to college i'm going to require them to to pay for their college i'm going to require them to buy their own clothes by the time they're 16 years old. I'm going to require them to purchase their first car. I'm going to require those things because that makes a resourceful people person. I'm not trying to, to have good, happy kids. I'm not trying to raise kids. I'm trying to raise adults. And so to raise an adult, you have to treat kids like an adult. You have to give them adult type responsibilities a little bit at a time a little bit more every year i'm not saying a five-year-old needs to go out and get a job i'm not a, you know i'm not stupid I, I realize that there's levels to this but there is no reason that a 16 year old cannot have a part-time job and save up enough money to buy their first car it might be a two three thousand dollar car but it's their first car and they will treat it like their pride and joy because they worked hard for that thing mommy and daddy didn't go out and buy them a brand new spanking car they went out and they worked their butt off and they made it happen for themselves and that helps a kid put a lot of pride into that first vehicle i know i had that i was so proud of that car 
and it was a junky Chevy uh, Cavalier, but it was mine. I bought it. I worked for it. It was mine, and man, I was proud of that car. So that's what I want my kids to be. I don't even know where I started with this. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, I have no idea where I'm going. So I'm almost home. So I'm going to cut it off here, guys. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you got something out of my rambling. But maybe you agree with me. Maybe you don't. If you don't agree with me, send me an email. Send me an email. Let me know. Send me an email to lansinglawnservice at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your opinion. Um, you can also message me on Facebook. You can reach me there. Or you can message me on Instagram. You can, you can hit me up there. Guys, I would love to hear your opinion. Love to hear your opinion about the show. Um, and that's it for this one, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And I will see you in the next episode.